Here's the deal with my papa. All right. Well, thank you, Jordan, for that introduction again. And uh, welcome, everyone, to episode three of uh, Here's the Deal with Danny Sitters. Danny, here we are again. Can you I'm, believe it? I'm actually a little bit surprised, but thankful to still be a part of this. So, yes, episode three, here we go. Ready yeah, for it. This is awesome. Uh, I'm Jeff, not the youth minister, Adair here at Heartland Church Christ. And here we are with Danny again, of course. Good morning. Uh, you know, Danny, you had a great sermon on Sunday. Thank you again for that message. Thank you. Uh, so I wanted to, to start off with uh, what's your favorite Bible story as a kid and now? Because it's probably not the same, but it could be. Oh, so I guess I'd probably say as a kid, my favorite Bible story would have been um, Daniel in the lion's den. Oh, yes, of course. The idea of getting thrown in with, with lions and the fear that that brought, you know, just hearing the story, but God closing their mouths, the mouths of the lions. So yeah, I'd probably say Daniel in the lion's den, but... Um, now my favorite story is the fish that ate the children. Oh, that's right. That's, yes. yeah. So, by the way, that's a that's an echo back to the sermon Sunday about my about my three year old granddaughter Jordan. If you haven't heard that story, uh, you got to go back and look at it, yes. watch it because I've got pictures of it. But uh, Jordan was not going to be eaten by the big fish, yeah. and so she avoided that and got an apple. So anyway, I, that's a. I invite you to go back and listen to it. That's a good one. That could be a lot of our favorite stories now. I'm sure that the fish eating the children. Um, and so, you know, in, in your sermon, you mentioned um, how, how our stories shape us and how they can become our controlling narratives in our lives. Um, I wanted to let's, let's start. Can we start off with that? And we we'll give a little uh, sure. brief summary of, of uh, what we're going to expand on today. Exactly. Sure. So the, the lesson title was I need a new story. And so I went through and, and, and I talked about my life growing up, in particular in, within the church, of hearing all the stories, of, of being um, in church all the time and listening to the fascinating, the wonderful, the supernatural, the frightening, the terrifying stories. And, 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 and so my early year, and, and, for, and for all of us, our early years shape how we see everything true you know how we how, so it, it shaped how i understood god and and how i viewed others and, and and how i viewed the world and so the the point that i was trying to make is you know you you, you might it's it's the story the story is based on my life experiences with all the people that i meet i tell a story it's the story of my past. It's the story of who I am. Yeah. And quite often, you know, we, we are in need of a new story. And so what I was trying to communicate was our, our stories do shape us. They are, the, they are the controlling narratives in our life. And again, so what I mean by that, and maybe a little repetitive here, but it, what we believe about ourselves, what we believe about others, what we believe about the world we live in, mm. uh, what we believe about God. And all of this, all the, our experiences, our upbringing, words that we heard from mm -hmm. others when we were young and growing up, words of blessing and words that, that, that would tear us down. Mm -hmm. Th those are all part of it. The people that we lived with and the people that we hung around, it, it would include the successes that we've had, the failures that hurt us, neglect, if, if we experience that, yeah. or support or encouragement. All of those factors go into shaping 
um, who we believe we are and as a result, the story we tell about ourselves. And we all have a, a controlling narrative. Right. If you spend any amount of time around somebody and you pay attention, you know, have ears to hear, let them hear, you you'll hear the story about what a person believes. If we pay attention to, to our own words, we'll hear the story come out about, about what we believe. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it's important to understand that if somehow we were able to change past events or change people that we encountered in the past, we would radically change the person. Wow. Right now, it's not possible. But if those things were to change, the person that we are today would be radically different. You know, and I think about when we uh, first came into this world as a as a little child. Yeah, we were different. We really didn't. We didn't have a lot of fear, if any. Right. <laughs> tackle the world. You know, I'm climbing monkey bars, falling off on my on my head and elbow, and you climb right back up. That's and right. We're learning to ride bicycle. We were so excited about it, and we fell and scraped every you know part of our body. <laughs> but but we were we were different. But then life happened, right? I mean, things began to happen to us. And we start putting two and two together, and we begin to figure out what works and, and what doesn't work, and who I am and who my family is, yeah. and what kind of circles that I run in in this world. And I compare myself to others. And, you know, all of that starts to take place. Again, that's what I call life happening. Yeah. And we began to come up with an idea about who we are and quite often what our weaknesses are. And as a result, then, um, we, we tell the story. So when we were young, we weren't scared necessarily of life or people or the big fish that eats children. You know, right. that, didn't, that didn't scare us. It didn't scare her. She just wasn't going in. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not going in there. And so over time, then all of that, of course, begins to change and our story is developing, our guiding narrative in life. And again, if we just take time to pay attention to what we say, we'll begin to hear this story, right? So Jesus would say, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Right. And um, so, but what we believe I mean, you think about this, just, just focus on this or, or contemplate. What we believe is tied to our story. True. There's, yeah. a, there's a direct connection between the two. So our story then is what happened to us, and, and life is all about story. Everything is about story. Yeah. My, my my entire life is a story. Your life, Jeff, is, is a story. Things that, that happened in this country, and they're all communicated in the form of a story, which means then that I am the interpreter of my story. Uh, yeah. We are interpreters of our story. That's right. And if that's the case then, if, if we are, if we're interpreters of the story, we have the power then to determine what our stories mean and thus how we move forward. Oh, wow, yeah. Which is the key. Yeah. I'm the interpreter of it. Yeah. You know, being, um, I've been, I've been, you know, for people out there listening, you know, people have been stuck in that, uh, trying how to figure out how to move forward. Um, you know, something that helped me personally would be, uh, I was asking what my passions are. 
and then trying to figure out what they are and mm-hmm. then looking for ways to uh, to glorify God in that way, you know, just trying to, you know, reassess my own life and, and figure out how to move forward with, with the passions I have. So just a yeah. little thing that would help, that helped me along the way. Yeah, very good. And, and, and thank you for sharing that. I think about people that I know. So I have a very close friend who, who grew up um, with some of his brothers and sisters, but most of his life he was separated from them. His parents were divorced. Uh, they couldn't afford him. So he moved from mom to dad to stepmom to grandma to aunt to uncle. And during the time of his um, schooling years, he probably lived in 30 different places oh, wow. until they could no longer um, take care of him, and, and, and they moved him on. And I remember um, he, he, te- he was telling me he was living in the back of his car living in the back seat of his car during his last few years of high school. He had nowhere to live. Wow. But he didn't want anybody to, to see that, so he parked a block or two away from school, and after school he would begin to walk a different direction, walk all the way around the block and get in his car. And that's his story, and you say, well, that's, you have no chance in life. Um, today he is a high-ranking official in the United States military oh, well. who directs thousands upon thousands of people because he understood at some point in his life he's the interpreter of his story. Right. Yeah. I have a good friend who is a, um, has a Ph.D., um, marriage and family counseling, and it took him a long time to get there because even as he was progressing through, he his his story was that that he he came to this conclusion, I'm stupid, <laughs> I, I'm I'm not smart, and yet he's in PhD studies, battling these um, uh, mental demons yeah. every day, but he changed the narrative, he changed the story. Wow. Yet, how many people do we know that you talk to that their story is always I can't. No, that's not me. Well, no, no, that 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 just won't work for me because, right? right. And that word because, yeah. you know, become becomes huge. So, I think it's important at this point to say that we can learn how to reinterpret our story, but dealing with the story is a process. Yeah, it's a process. It's not a one-time deal. There's there <laughs> there's some dirty work to do. There's some intensive work, some emotional work uh, that, that, that's involved with it, but it can be done. And and I would encourage you to, as we get to the end of this podcast, we'll give some, hopefully some practical tips about what to do, but yeah. but make the decision. I, I want to take a look at it. And so it, it, it involves, I think first, looking backward, turning around, looking backward and emotionally, mentally, and spiritually dealing with the events that shaped my story. Yeah. It is going to be uh, pretty dirty. Um, you know, when, when you just mentioned looking backward emotionally, mentally, and spiritually dealing with it, that's the first word that comes to my mind, actually, is getting dirty because that's, that's what's going to happen. It's dirty work. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, now in the sermon, um, you went all the way back to Genesis 1. Um, I love, love the creation story. I love Genesis um, just because the way that the Bible starts in the beginning, God, and then, boom. Uh, so, what what exactly all made you want to go back to to, to Genesis one to, to to begin the sermon? Right. So, in 
in in um, making the decision or or, or, or or making the statement, look, I, I need a new story. As I just said, it I think it first involves looking backward, turning around and seeing those things that did shape us. Right. That's the, the, that's the that's the foundation upon which we stand. I'm just speaking in a very practical way here. Yeah. That's the foundation. So look back. Well, the the. The farthest we can go back, right, is yeah. to the very beginning. Right. And 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 I wanted to communicate that the the creation um, story in Genesis one and two would have perked up the ears of those ancient listeners that heard it. Okay. Right, because there were other ancient creation stories that that were floating around sure. and, and, and different nations or different civilizations at that time um, would share that. And so the ancient Near East um, stories of creation had multiple gods, plural gods, and and, and they created out of rivalry and killing and lust and and, and humans came a little bit later, and but but they were kind of a nuisance. Yeah. And their the humans understood their role as um, probably as a as a slave. But the the idea is, I got we got to do whatever we can to keep the gods off our back. We don't want to disturb them. Okay, yeah. Right? Matter of fact, they don't want to make too much noise on Earth because if we disturb the gods and they get angry with us, you know, they're they're up there wanting to party and have a good time. Yeah. And, then they're going to hit us with catastrophe and disease and famine, and they will punish us. Okay. And we sacrifice. We do rain dances. All this kind of stuff, so that um, we can keep the gods off our back. Th- those are the w- when you look at those ancient stories. Th- those are some of the common threads that exist uh, 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 among those stories. Okay. Well, when you compare those stories to Genesis one and two, you are introduced to a. A one God, yeah. Yahweh. Right? It's the only God. He doesn't create because of war or violence or lust. No, this story is about love and care and commitment and God um, taking the chaos that existed, the, the, the Hebrew ta, tahu vavahu, yes. right? and creating beauty out of it and creating something that is good. And mm-hmm. here's the deal. Uh, I just caught myself. <laughs> here's the deal. <laughs> Human beings then were created in the image of God. That's mind-boggling. That is. Why would God create humans in in the image of God? And again, as I went through the sermon, only the kings of of um, you know of nations and empires they were considered uh, in the image of God. So they okay. had; they were the only ones that had the words of God. You listened to them because they spoke, you know, on behalf of God. Okay. But now Yahweh creates all humans in God's image. Great value. Yes. God entrusted human beings with a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then He says, "Now here's the task: I've created. It's good. Now go subdue this place." Right, go work it. Go co-create. Hmm. Uh, take care of it. Further it along. And no, again, ancient listener would have ever fathomed 
that the God of the universe would actually function this way. And so God places a lot of value in human beings. I, you know, several weeks ago, I preached on that. God is basically saying, I believe in you. Yeah. I believe in you. I've given you everything. That's... That's the beginning. That's how all of us entered this world. That is the story. The story, there you go, yeah. That, you know, that, that is the story. So as a result, we say that the world um, is good, but not necessarily perfect. I mean, we can look around. Yeah. It, it's not perfect. But God gave us the responsibility of helping this creation to reach its full potential. And, and just think about, historically, where we've come from since the Garden of Eden yeah. to the year 2021. Right. And all of the things that, that, that we have created using the materials that God created. Right. So, right, we're not the original creator. We're, we, we were created to be co-creators with God to take this place toward its potential. Yeah. It's, it's an incredible idea. So, going back, look, right, looking backwards, going back to deal with our story must go all the way back to the beginning and taking God seriously in how God views us, what God thinks, how God loves us, the value that God has placed within us as beings that were created in God's image. Yeah. So, again, I say that's, that's the story. It often, though gets distorted yeah very much so um good easy analogy for uh the reaching its full potential and taking creation is uh, uh kind of how i felt when when sarah became pregnant uh, have this uh enormous responsibility of taking this human life and and uh, uh helping it reach its full potential uh through jesus and everything so that's I just right. when you were, when you were talking about that that's why what i thought i thought about yeah. good the uh good horrible, horrible things that I thought about when I went, uh, Sarah first became pregnant and then I was like, oh, it's not so bad after all. <laughs> Just fear, you know, yeah. that little thing yeah. that comes to mind. Yeah. How am I ever going to raise a child? Right. How can I afford it? You know, that's well, another uh, yes. question that comes that's to mind. Very, I'm glad I'm not alone in that, so I appreciate <laughs> oh, that, Danny. Thank you. Yes. I had to go through it four times. So, okay, yeah. there you go. Wow, all right. Uh, let's keep it moving along here. So what are, what are some practical insights that uh, – to help us reinterpret our story, because that is something that's just fascinating. And of course, you know, uh, my, my former life I've, is new now, uh, so I love all the uh, uh, the practical ways. So, do you have any practical insights for us? So, I think something that is important uh, uh, important to remember. A good place to start is that the present, right? This present moment is all about perception. Oh, yeah. All about interpretation. The world that we live in at the moment is our interpretation. That's right. So the, I've always heard the you know, great prophet Vince McMahon of WWE <laughs> said, uh, perception is reality. So when you say that, that is, uh, that's it what is. comes to my mind. It is. It is. <clears throat> perception is reality. Yeah. So, you know, the story is told 150 years ago. Um, two guys take off to Africa. They're shoe salesmen. And they, they get on the plane and they, they, they fly over there and they attempt to attempt to sell shoes. Okay. It's not easy to say. Sell <laughs> shoes. And um, after a couple of weeks, one salesman sends a telegraph back to the home office and said, people here don't wear shoes. 
it's hopeless. They don't wear shoes. Yeah. Uh, The same day, the other salesman, unbeknownst to the first, sends a telegraph back to the home office and says, people here don't wear shoes. Endless opportunity. Ah, there you go. It's all perception. Yeah. It's all interpretation. And so if that's the case, then our past can be reconstructed. Our past can be reinterpreted um, so that um, we can make it fit right, our, 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 our present narrative. Yeah, okay. We can change it. We created it. Right. We, we, we can change it. The mind, right? Learning how to take every thought captive and learning to see the world with the, the eyes of our heart. Learning to see life and other people from God's perspective. Yeah, there you right? go. Not, not from my perspective. I, I get it distorted. Yeah. I'm, I'm challenged at, at times in, in, in how I see myself or how I see God. Then as a result, how I see myself and as I see other people yeah. and the world around me. Where did all this come from? You know, I've, I've, I've wrestled with that. Where did it come? It's the story I'm telling. Yeah. You know, based on events that, that truly did happen, but I, I'm the interpreter of it. So what is the phrase I'm just thinking now? Attitudes are more important than facts. Oh, uh, yeah. We used to say that all the time in youth ministry and with, with, our, with our students back, back in the 80s, right? A long time ago, <laughs> we would say that together. Attitudes are, are more important than facts. So our, our past has been reconstructed. We're the ones that reconstructed it. Yeah. Okay. So that it fits our, our present narrative. And our future then is, is, is imagined, right? It's not here yet. It doesn't exist. Right. But our future is imagined based on our past and our present. Right. We only have this moment. We only have the, 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 the present time. You know, to live in and and to to be alive, the other two no no longer exist. It's it's all about how we are going to interpret it. Yeah, how we're going to imagine it. What what whichever word you want to do. So, but having said that, I think it's important to remember that the past, the present, and the future are all happening at the same time. Okay, now think about it. Yeah. They, they are all happening. All can change when we change our story. Okay. Now think about it. So the facts happened, right? The, the, a future's coming. But if we learn how to reinterpret our story and get a view of ourselves in the world from God's perspective, we'll change the past in how we imagine it, right. which changes my thoughts, it changes my emotions, it will change my behavior, it can change the way that I relate to others in this world. Yeah. So even though they're not here, they still are, to a large degree, based on you know what I think. Yeah. Uh, so when we change the meaning and the narrative of the past, we simultaneously change the narrative of our present, which significantly changes the future. Right. Okay, now you may have to rewind that and listen to it two or three times. Yeah, that is. But that is the power that we have right. as, as humans who, who are created in the image of God. And so we have the power today in the present moment to change those two. But this can happen because the story that we hold on to of ourselves is continually evolving and changing based on our experiences. Right. 
So I think you say as a result of that, the facts about the past, they don't change. Right, they're there. That's, that, that's reality. Yeah. It, it happened to us. We have we succeeded. We hit the home run in the bottom of the ninth, you know. And now, as, when when I think back about the home run I hit as a kid, it went five hundred feet, that's you right. know, when I was oh, ten yeah. years old. But still, I hit the home run. That's I, right. I mean, they, they don't change, but the story that we tell ourselves about them must and can change. Yeah, that I think is is what is critical in 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 this discussion today. So the question is. That, that, that I would want you to ask yourself, does my story support me? You know, does my story help me? Or is my story that I'm telling hindering me? Yeah. I think that's somewhere that, that, that we have to begin. And before we uh, get started on that, but, you know, that brings up um, some, you know, some research I've been just looking into it for myself. It's called epigenetics. And uh, can you spell it? Uh, I can. Uh, <laughs> so you have genetics, then EPI at the beginning of it. Yeah, How about that? <laughs> so it means it's on top of your genetics. So it's, it's now I am not qualified to, to speak to death, but I'm going to try here. But it's uh, the things that are on top of our genes that um, can change. You know, our genes can't change in our DNA, so that, that is there. But that ability on the epigenetics they're, they're finding out can either turn them on or turn them off. So the things that, you know, our parents did as kids and they what they did as adults uh, shape what they did, obviously, and then shape their epigenetics. But it also, when they pass it on, because, you know, it's two become one. They say in the Bible, you know, have uh, one life, there's one cell that begins, and then it breaks into other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same reason that, you know, um, uh, I have dimples, but Ethan does not. Just one has turned on and one has turned off. Um, so they say that you can change the way that your your epigenetics that you pass on. So say someone is predisposed, their mother and father had uh, the gene that for addiction, and they pass it on. They still continue to do that when they were uh, conceiving, and then they but the the child has the ability to change the way that their behavior and change their epigenetics so that they don't pass it on. So fascinating, fascinating stuff. Wow. Yeah, so it's just recently coming out here in the last, I would say, like 10 years or so that they're finding this stuff out. But, yeah, this is going along with all this yeah, whole new story I mean, stuff. That is fascinating. Yeah. Wow, good, good stuff. So I think having had you go through that discussion, I, I, I think from here on out we're going to have – we need to call this podcast Here's the Deal with Jeff, not the Youth <laughs> Minister Adair. I mean, you took this thing to a whole different level this, there. That this, I was saying when, I, when uh, Ethan was coming around and, you know, I was – you know, being a, being a former drug addict, I didn't want to pass on those things that I found to be a hindrance uh, to my life. So that's where it led that's me. Inc- yeah. yeah, it's incredible. Isn't it, isn't it fascinating how many um, different fields of study, you know, quite often, quite often each field of study is independent. They're on their own. They're in their yeah. own labs. They're coming up with the conclusions and, and writing their books and coming up with their own, you know, research papers. Right. When you when you begin to look at you know what what some might refer to interdisciplinary studies, they right. bring them together. There's so much truth from yeah. so many areas of life, and that that is why we never stop learning, we never stop growing, yes. we never stop reading and writing and discussing ideas like this. Right? How can it help me? You know. Um, uh, reinterpret my story. Yeah, live out the life that Jesus wants us to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, good stuff. I like that. So, you know, so here's what I'd like to do the rest of the the, the time that we have. All right. Where Where would I begin? 
what can I do today? How do I begin to change my story? Which means ultimately changing the perception of myself. How, right. how do I, how do I get back to the beginning, where I am um, believing and and living the life God created me to live? And I would say I'm I'm no expert either. I, I will tell you that. I am um, out there on the playing field, learning. There you go. Yeah. As we go, yeah. I I, I wrestled with um, several things in my life that happened, and 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 family origins, and and failures that I've had, and um, lack of um, you know accomplishment in some areas, yeah. and you know just letting things, you know, not finishing things that I started. You know, sometimes it's um, not following through on commitments they're made. It all piles up within us, you know, and adds layer upon layer upon layer. So I've... I've read, I've thought through, I've, I've, I've journaled before. And, and so I'm, what I'm saying is I'm in the midst of working on this, even as we're having this discussion. So, it, uh, you know, forgive me if I sound like, hey, I got this all together. Yeah. Now here's what you do. You right. know, now, now it's your turn. No, I'm, in, I'm in here with you. Yeah. P- please, please know that. Uh, I had a two-hour discussion this morning, and it was along these lines of how do we continue to grow and reshape and reinterpret. So I'm no expert. I will tell you a couple of names that I would say if you wanted some more information. Lori Gottlieb has been helpful to me in my journey of reinterpreting events events in life um, and, and some of the things that she has said and, and, and written. But here's what she says. Here's our main problem, okay? Okay. We tend to be unreliable narrators of our own lives. Well, that's, that's Think true. Think about it. Yeah. We're, you know, we say, well, you know, I'm my own worst critic. Yeah. I am my own worst storyteller. So I can't tell you how many times I've been either um, talking to someone who's much wiser than me and I'm telling them, you know, about my life and who I am. And they will say, Danny, Danny, stop, stop. That that's not true, <laughs> you know. They might as well go say you're lying. Right. Stop. That, that that's not true. And so they they kind of um, hit me with a compassionate truth bomb. Oh yeah. Right? This <laughs> explodes on me. You're you're not telling the truth. That's not who you are. That is your interpretation. Right. You're, you're just telling your story that you believe. That you believe, yeah. And by the way, a good point. We'll get to it a little bit later. That's why we need each other. Yeah, definitely. We need each other to spur one another on and, and, and love one another and care for one another and, and, you know, support one another. So we tend to be very unreliable narrators of our own story. Yeah. Because we're in the fish tank. We, we, we can't see beyond, you know, the, the, the glass walls. And so we all walk around with stories about our lives, the choices that we made, and why things went wrong in our lives, and, and why we treated, you know, another person the way we did. You know, we, we, we all have those stories because the stories are a way that we make sense of the world. Yeah. We're all trying to figure out what, how to make sense of this world, right. and especially in the year 2020. I think this is so applicable. Yeah. We're struggling to make sense of this new world yeah. that we find ourselves in. 
Right? And so we're telling the stories. And by the way, if you spend any time on social media or listen to the news, there's a whole bunch of stories. You'll get those, yeah. Think about it. Yeah. And by the way, tell me what you believe about it. I can show you a story that somebody else is talking about. That's true. I mean, it, really. Yeah. It, it, it's, 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 it's amazing. So it's how we make sense of the world. But if you and I get the story wrong, we will find ourselves stuck. Yeah. Wow. We'll find ourselves stuck if if I get the story wrong, right? Which means if I misinterpret it, yeah. If I if I look to the worst, if 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 I tell a story of no hope, if I tell the story of, well, that's just who I am, yeah. You know, well, that's just my family. It is what it is. Is a popular phrase. It is what it is. Thank you. Yeah. We'll find ourselves stuck. And so, let me give you another name, Dan Sullivan. He offers this great analogy in two words. He, it's, uh, he explains um, the gap and the gain. Okay. Right. So the gap, where most people live uh, their lives, they live it in the gap. The gap is always um, looking at what's missing in my life. Oh, yeah. Okay? No. <laughs> yeah, this is missing. This isn't here. Yeah. It's, it's, it's telling of... What I lack, okay. what I don't have, it's it's um, telling the story of what's bad in the world. By the way, are there? Can you look around and see the bad? <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. At any point in history, the, the the bad has been there, but living in the gap is what I don't have, what's missing. You know that, that time, looking looking at the bad side of life, but. We often don't look at what could be and how the past um, has set us up for future success. Oh, uh, wow, well, yeah. Right? We tend to look at the past as, well, that's, that's limiting me. Right. Those are mistakes. Those are, I can't overcome that. Where he says we have to, instead of looking at the gap, we have to learn to look at the gain, the ability to look back and see progress mm. at any point. Okay, reality, yeah. I can look back a year from today, five years, ten years, and if, you know, my, now it may take somebody else helping me do it. Right. Maybe yeah. they point it out to me. There you go. But I've made progress. Yeah. You've made progress. We, we've made progress. Now, it might be very small increments, which is okay. Sure. Right? Because we're not looking for perfection. Yeah. Let me say that again. We're not looking for perfection. Let me say that for the third. We're not looking for perfection, just progress. And so if, I, if and when I look back, I can see progress. That's a gain. The events of the past are still the same. Yeah. It's the reality. But now I'm starting to reinterpret it differently. So somebody asked me, how's, how's your life? How's your world going? Now I begin to speak of progress. Yeah. Right. I speak of the gain instead of speaking of the gap. Oh, yeah, my life's a mess, and I just don't, I don't have any money, and, you know, my family, we're just not educated, and there's just not, you know, it takes money to make money, no, whatever it is. Yeah. I don't want to, I want to speak of the gain. That's, that's a small thing um, that we can do each day. Look back and, and look at the progress. So, again, progress, not perfection, seeing benefits of where I've been and, and what I've been through. But this takes disciplined effort to look through the event, right, any any event in the past, yeah. and to be able then to see the potential personal growth. 
and the actual personal growth, right? You know that that's been taking place. I, I think about how many stories have you heard of heartache and 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 failure, you know, addiction, devastated life, yeah. and they and and and. And they work on the game. They, they go wherever they need to to get help, and they start overcoming. And you get to the end of their story of all their heartache and pain and triumph and success, and they say, I wouldn't change my life for the world. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, quite a few of them say this. Sure. And, and when you first hear it, you're like, oh, you lost your mind. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, you're, you're not serious. They're serious. Yeah. I wouldn't change this for the world. Why? Because... They learned again how to reinterpret yeah. and move forward. And if it had not been for those events in the past, they would not be who they are today as a success. Correct. It has nothing to do with the circumstance, the events. It has everything to do with what story am I telling? Yeah. That's the power. That, that, that's the, the beauty in all of this. But we tend to believe that our circumstances and our past shape our story and ultimately then shape our future. That's true, though. Yeah. We get stuck. Yep. You know, the truth is, the way that we narrate our lives shape what they will become. Oh, yeah. Well. Our words are powerful. Yes. They, they are, you know, Moses tells the people of Israel in Deuteronomy, these words, they're not just words written down. These are your life, right? They they are our life. Yeah. Our words, you know, they are our life. So, let me say this. I think it's important to, to remember: there is danger, and there is hope in our stories. Okay. We yeah. choose, right? It's, it's dangerous to yeah. speak, of uh, 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 to speak a story that doesn't have the hope within it. Yeah. Because well, it leads us down the path we're going to we're going to end up going. Yeah. So it all depends on how we tell them. So back to to Gottlieb, she says that the that uh, that most people's stories revolve around two key themes. All right. Okay. okay. Freedom and change. So when when you think about freedom, we all believe to some degree in general that we have we have a large portion of freedom. Right. God created us free will and free choice and especially in this country we we're, we we have freedom yeah um, except and i think she's dead on here we have all this freedom except when it comes to my problem at hand oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah then we feel like well i don't have any freedom yeah i'm trapped i'm stuck nobody's ever had this problem nobody's ever gone through this event right. you know, nobody's ever had this history and so we start then telling additional stories. Well, everybody's life, you know, is better than mine, or I'm, I'm just an imposter. If people knew right. my events, my past, it's us. Um, nothing ever seems, you know, to work out for me. Yeah. And sadly, one of the worst stories that we can tell is I'm I'm unlovable. Yeah, that's true. You know, which, by the way, ultimately means when we tell these stories. We're cheating God. Hmm. Think yeah. about it. Yeah. We're cheating God, and we're cheating ourselves. Definitely. Now, I'm on a roll here. We're also then cheating the people around us. Yeah. Who need to see the image bearer of God right. in their lives. Yeah. But we can't get there because of the stories that we're telling. 
So yeah, you know, and so I say, yeah, we are free, but, but freedom comes with responsibility. So again, the, the two challenges that we have in our story is freedom and the other one is, is change. It, if we take responsibility, if I say, okay, I'm free, I'm free to take responsibility for my story, then that means I have to change something. Right. All right. Now let that one sink in. Yeah. So now I've got to change. I've got to work. We fear change. Yes. We don't like change. We like we like stability. We like homeostasis. Yeah, there you Everything go. stay the same, same routine, same lifestyle, same, you know, habits, all of that. We, we don't like to change. And even when it comes to our story, it, it, it might cause us a, a little fear. But change, that's the great challenge. And change is the story, the story changer. Okay, yeah. It's the story changer. But... To do so means that I come face to face and begin working on overcoming the lies that I believed, which we could do a whole podcast on lies that we believe. Right, yeah. The fear that we have, the blame that we've cast on everyone yeah. and everywhere. So we got to overcome lies, fear, and blame in order to change. But that, that 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 in itself scares us because it means now we're moving into the unknown. What happens to me if I change my story? Yeah. That's what really happens to me if I take seriously the challenge to live in the image of God, that I am valuable, I'm lovable, I've been called to subdue the, 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 the world, the yeah. earth, that... Um, that I have a level of importance, that I have something to say. Right, yeah. Unique perspective. Yeah. See, I want to tell you, saying it kind of scares me. Yeah, say so it is scary when you say it like that. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a little bit frightening. Because we can see the potential in it. Right. So it's, it's, it's moving out. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It's moving out into the unknown. Right. So this is the time of, of, of what was referred to as transition. So to change means I move into transition. I say, okay, I'm going to change the story. Well, I think it was William Bridges who has written several books on, on this topic of transition. And basically, transition is this middle ground. It's this period of fluidity that exists between what was, which, was, which is no longer, yeah. and what will be, which is not here yet. Yeah. So in the in, in in the middle is this concept of transition. I'm I'm changing. I'm becoming. I, it feels like I don't have a safety net under me. I don't have a foundation to stand on. Yeah. So somebody that loses a loved one are immediately thrust into transition. What was is no longer correct. Okay. Person's not here. The life that I had, the routine that I had. Yeah. What life will be like maybe in a year, five years, ten years is not here yet. I'm living in transition. Okay. Great analogy. See, that's why yeah. change often does scare us and it is often why we we shy away from it. Yeah. I don't I don't want the unknown. I don't, I don't want to deal with the possible suffering here of you know of changing my story. Yeah, changing my story might mean that I end up changing relationships with people. Yeah, I mean, there, there's there's a, a, a million things that could possibly happen uh, when we do so. So, if I could give you um, 
three or four or five things. Here's what I would say. How do we do this? I would say start uh, in prayer to God, prayerfully and then courageously turn around and look at your story. Look at your past. Write down those events. Definitely, yeah. And then ask the question, how did this event shape me? So I'll just give you, for instance, um, growing up as a preacher's kid, and I went to a public school, um, I got teased quite a bit. I got made fun of about being preached. Oh, you can't do that, right? So back in the day, oh, you can't go dancing. Oh, you can't go to the skating rink, can't you? Because you're you're a preacher's kid. That'd be a sin, wouldn't it? You know, and and, and some of it was just in in honest jesting and joking around. But that became my story. Right. I'm not like everybody else. I'm different. Now, that, and that's in a good way, you know, ultimately. Yeah. But that became part of my story. So I have to look at these events. How did it shape me? How did, how did events like that um, cause me to move, to, to pull back into my shell, so to speak, yeah. into my box, and, and not want to speak out, not want to be seen, not want to be made fun of? Right. But but to change the story, I gotta look at this. God help me to look back to the events of my life, but you know, then ultimately to look past the events of my life to creation. To to who you created me. But yeah. I'd say courageously take a look at your story, ask how has that shaped me. But more importantly, the third thing I wrote down. What is my operating narrative surrounding the events of my life? Right? I would, I, I'd, I'd say here's a good exercise. Get by yourself in the shower or in the office. Nobody can hear you. And just start telling your story out loud to yourself. Oh, there you go. Okay. Pay attention to the words you use. Is it a story of, you know, life and joy and relationships and growth? Yeah. Mixed in with the challenges, you know, some some failure, some hurt, or is it more about disappointment and hurt, and, and it'll never it'll never happen for me, and and I, I just can't, and this isn't fair. Yeah, this person did that, you know, mixed in with a little little joy, little right. hope. Tell your story. See see what it sounds like. I would also say this then. Share with someone. A mentor. Share with somebody. Again, that's why we need each other. That's why there's so many one another verses within Scripture. Yeah. But share with somebody who has a level of spiritual maturity and someone who can speak those compassionate truth bombs right yeah. back at you. I love that term. Yeah. Yeah. In love. Right. They say, whoa, stop. No, that's wrong. Yeah. That's not the truth. That's not who you are. You can overcome that. And so then I think what happens is the, the process, we, we begin the process of reinterpreting our story. And we then begin to look at what good has and will come out of my past. There you go. You know. So let me leave you with this. And, 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 I'll, and I'll stop because I'm almost out of breath. <laughs> leave you with two points. One is this. We are our story. Let me say it again. We are our story. We would not be who we are today without where we've come from, our yeah. past, the circumstances, the situations. 
That, 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 that's who we are. The past is real. Events are facts. The past shapes us. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. But it is not because of the eternal truths or strongholds of the past, but rather because of our interpretation of our past and then ultimately our future. Yeah, okay. So we are our story, okay? Yet, point number two is, um, we are not our story. (laughs) We are a story, but we are not our story. We are greater than our story. We are more valuable than our story. Our story is nothing more than our interpretation of what's happened to us. So we can begin to peel away, you know, the constructed, that we constructed, the, the constructed, the unhelpful beliefs and interpretation. Really what that these things do is they get in the way of my real identity that is in Jesus Christ. Right. That's true. So, yeah, you are your story. Guess what? You can change it. Yeah. But you're not your story. We are believers in Jesus Christ. We are created in God's image. And we are, we are commissioned for such a time as this. Yeah. I mean, really, we, there, 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 there's a reason, there's a purpose, you know, why we're here. So our story is just what we say about ourselves. That's it. Yeah. We created it. We can deconstruct it. We can change it. We can reinterpret it. My true identity is what God says about me regardless of the situations I've gone through, my past, my history. That's what my true identity is, what God said. That's why we want to turn back and and, and, and ultimately go all the way back uh, to the very beginning and not believe the lies. The lies are what stop us so often. So I will tell you that um, in thinking about this, the first step, and that was what this sermon was about, was I, I need a new story. I need to look backwards. Yeah. But what happens when we listen to Jesus and look forward into the future? Does that have impact on us to change our identity? And I think the answer is yes. And so this coming Sunday, oh, yes. I okay. want to look at what Jesus said about our future. Awesome. All right. So... So I want to uh, like be a great great spot to, to end the episode. I do have one question um, from uh, from Clark. He he uh, wrote in and asked uh, since you brought up uh, origin stories in your sermon, what do you notice about uh, this region, the Kansas City metro area, uh, that is different from your Louisiana origins? <laughs> okay, so the origin story. So yeah, so my. My story that I tell about myself would be found in the Cajun state of Louisiana. Those were my formative years and as a child in middle school and high school. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's where, that's where my story formed early on. Now, my origin story in Kansas City sounds something like this when, when, when it first happened, okay? It, was, it sounded like this. I cannot believe we live this far north. <laughs> this is unbelievable. We're eight hours, you know, we're just eight hours away from Minneapolis, St. Paul. That was mind-boggling right. to us. Um, 
you know, so and, 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 and it also includes living in this metropolitan area. This is the largest city we have ever lived in. Okay. But that then includes, man, the, the restaurants here, the yeah. barbecue here, the, the, the places to go and, and, and shop. I'm actually now speaking for my wife. <laughs> you know, the legends and all those, those places they love to go. Oh, yeah. So it's been fun um, living here. It's been fun getting to know uh, people that live in a different part of the country. So you guys all have an accent, right? Right. You speak differently. You speak funny. Um, life houses are different here. There's, you know, they're three stories, and you know, you better have strong knees if you move to Kansas City to <laughs> climb all the stairs that are here. So that's been different. But here's my origin story. That, that from Kansas City would be, is dawned on me. There are people who um, love Jesus everywhere that are striving to become more like him and, and learning how to deal with themselves in the process. Yeah. And in that sense, in, in, in that way, it, it's no different. People are people. Yeah. We're all image bearers of God. Right. We all fail. We all sin. We all mess up. But it's just been a blessing to, you know, again, move to a different geographical location and see the same hearts yeah, of wow. people who are striving to be more like Jesus and now learning how to reinterpret their story, yeah. to line it up to have it more in line with God's story about us. There you go. So I guess that's what I'd say. I like that. That's a great answer. And, um, you know, great origin stories, regardless, like you said, uh, the hearts of everyone and moving to a new area, well, that God loves us, regardless we say soda pop or soda pop all together. <laughs> Uh, you know things like that. It doesn't matter where we go; he still loves us just the same. Yeah, we just it's Coke down in the south. See, there you go. Yeah, there, I will tell you this: there are less, there are fewer cowboy boots in Kansas City yeah. than there are down south. Yeah, that's true. Wait till the American Royal comes around; you'll, you'll see a lot more coming to town. That's for sure. Danny, thank you again. Uh, this is this is fun. This is great. I, I, this is a. Uh, uh, I love doing this each week, so this is fun. Thank you. I do, too. Uh, thank you for uh, your sermon on Sunday. Thank you for expanding. I know you spend a lot of time on your sermon, so I really really want to uh, thank you for that. Um, and uh, let everybody out there listening know that if you guys have any questions for Danny, I'm going to throw this on you. If you have any question for Danny <laughs> um, about a sermon, anything, send it to uh, hcocdigitalmedia at gmail.com, and I'll put a link down to our YouTube channel as well. Make sure you guys... Uh, stay up to date on us and and you know we'll be talking about uh, jesus and what he thinks about our future so i'm looking forward to that so, danny thank you very much man have a great week absolutely god bless you